Hey everybody, it's George O'Hyatt here, one of the pastors at Redeemer. Glad to be with you for the Lenten prayer, uh, daily prayer project for March 4th. It's good to be with you again. We will begin with a call to worship. We will read scripture from Ezra, read scripture from Mark. Pray a prayer and then intercede on behalf of of students, teachers, and administrators, and then we'll be on our way. Our call to worship is from James 4.10, like it is every Wednesday. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Just take a minute to, to bend the knee, either physically or internally, knowing that he is God and we are not. Amen. So, great passage from the Old Testament today. Um, not that they're, we, we try to, we don't really try to rate them too much, but uh, but this is a really great one. And you, you have to get the picture of this. This is after Israel had been exiled and been away from the land for so long, and their their place of worship, uh, the temple itself, was being rebuilt, and. There are people there that had experienced what it was like before. And though things would be changed, um, there was a, a sense of homecoming. Um, I think about this in March. This is 10 days before COVID shut down from a year. I think, oh my, the thing I long for most is to have 400 people in Redeemer Sanctuary singing them, their guts off with no masks and 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 no fears about causing any issues and who knows what will be um but you got to get that sense of longing of wanting to be together and here's what the passage says and when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the lord the priests in their vestments came forward with trumpets and the levites the sons of asaph with cymbals all to praise the lord according to the directions of David, king of Israel. And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord. For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever toward Israel. He's got to hear those shouts and those cymbals and those clangings and the the response back and forth. What a beautiful thought and sight and vision. And all the people shouted with a great shout, when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers' houses, old men who had seen the first house, wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of the house being laid, though many shouted aloud for joy. So the people could not distinguish the sound of the joyful shout from the sound of the people's weeping, For the people shouted with a great shout, and the sound was heard far away. This mix of when we come into worship, 
we have all the regrets of what wasn't, what could have been, and all the joy of our Lord's presence. And as a community, there's not a single time that the call to worship doesn't happen, that someone isn't on, on a mountaintop experience with Jesus, and someone else is in the deepest of valleys. And it is into the cornerstone now that Jesus calls himself that we come. Oh, thank our Lord for such an amazing thing, that he is the very place we become, his body, which becomes the cornerstone. So I want to turn to Mark 7, because we see we come not just with shouts of joy or with um, weeping, but also we come with a brokenness in us. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, I'm in Mark 7 now, asked him, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you, hypocrites, as it's written? Jesus looks at them, quotes Isaiah to him, and says, The people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And this is just a really important um, reminder that we always come in repentance because we're always trying to create commandments within commandments, stuff that'll make us feel better about how we walk with Jesus, um, something either easier to keep or even sometimes um, obstructing the path of the Lord. This is what we do. And so we come to him weak and broken and say, humble us again, Lord, so that you might exalt us. Take in our tears, take in our, our ways in which we're broken and ways in which we uh, try to avoid you by creating other commandments, and take our joy as we return to you again and again. Let's pray. The cross is the hope of Christians. The cross is the way of the lost. The cross is the staff of the lame. The cross is the guide of the blind. The cross is the strength of the weak. The cross is the freedom of the slaves. The cross is the water of the seeds. The cross is the consolation of the bondman. The cross is the source of those who seek water. The cross is the cloth of the naked. We thank you, Father, for your cross. Let's pray for students and teachers and administrators. Father, Son, and Spirit, we do pray for all those people in school systems, in every type of school system, including homeschooling, we beg you that you would fuel their hearts. We thank you so much for our teachers and administrators, our students. We know it has been so hard for them, so hard for parents of them. We pray that you would um, help us learn the ways of your world, the, the intricacies and beauties of, of science and biologies and chemistries and the, and the amazing history that we have of kingdoms and, and um and social histories, and all sorts of uh, people groups around the world and across the ages. We pray for those who are trying to figure out how to study business or, 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 or political science or any of that kind of stuff, Lord. We just pray that they would um, see this knowledge, this growth, this training as, um, as a gift from your hand. And we pray for energy for the teachers and administrators who are making such hard decisions these days. 
And we pray that you would be glorified in all they do, even if they don't know you. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Okay, friends, now to the benediction. Go under the good word of his words to us from Ephesians 3. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for being with us today, and we'll be together again tomorrow. Thank you so much for spending this time with us as we learn from Jesus how to pray together. For more information about Redeemer Presbyterian Church, please visit us at RedeemerWS.org.